Hi, Stacey Eldridge here. Welcome to the Wild at Heart podcast. I am here with two Wild at Heart women, Sue Rowland and Stacey Burton, both managers here on our team at the ministry, and they are so courageous to go with me to risk going into waters that are a little tricky sometimes to talk about. We're going to be talking about our feminine bodies. And so I wanted to give you a heads up to you parents that are listening that um, you actually might want to listen to this first before you, well, you get to choose then whether or not it's appropriate for your teenage daughter or your pre-adolescent daughter, whoever, to listen in. And to our male listeners, I think this is a real opportunity for you to peek behind the curtain of what's going on in most women's lives and hearts and minds. So I think this is a good one for you to listen to, too. Welcome, and here we go. We're three women. We're in our 40s, our 50s, and our 60s represented here. And you know what? I'm just going to dive right in and ask, how do you feel about your body? I have a story. Oh, a story's good. So the other day, I was on a walk on a paved road, and I fell. And... It was really hard. I couldn't walk home. My husband had to go get the car and come pick me up. And I have not really been able to walk on my foot since. Mm-hmm. And the immediate first couple days um, was just accumulation of how I feel about my body. My immediate response to my fall and not being able to walk it off was a slur of unkind words. Mm to myself and to where my body's at, which led into, I'm a bad mother, I'm a bad wife, I can't keep my house. And Wow, that's quite the spiral. It was a hard spiral mm. from something that really was no fault of my own. I don't, I think there was a big hole in the ground, but <laughs> the self-accusation. Yes. And my body has been through a lot yeah. in the past 10 years. Um, and I'm really not happy with its present state. Mm. It's hard not to blame myself for that. Right. For where it's at. Right. If I ate less Ben and Jerry's, if I exercised more. You wouldn't have tripped over the hole. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, it's hard not to self-blame for yeah. my state. And I think we're called to take care of our bodies. Yes, of course. And we have control over certain things. Yes. And there's many things we don't have control over, like aging. Okay. Kick it. I'm going to ask you another question, Stacey. And I'm, I'm, um, I know Sue's pondering over there, her answer to this <laughs> question. That's the pondering face she's giving me. What are some things that you named your foot this last few days? Um, it wasn't specific to my feet. Oh, okay. In fact, my feet are one of my favorite parts because <laughs> they, they look strong to me. I wear minimalist shoes and they've gotten strong. But it's the rest of me, mm. not strong, weak, okay. pathetic. Okay. Wow. We're a few immediate words. A few immediate lazy. words. Lazy. Oh, had I gotten up early and gone for my regular jog, it wouldn't have happened. I was just lazy that morning. I know that people can relate to this, but isn't it amazing where our head goes? Oh, my goodness. It's a runaway train of 
patterns of loathing and self-contempt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. So I'm going to go back to this question. Thank you for that mm-hmm. answer. We're going to like go into that even more. But Sue, how would you generally answer the question, how do you feel about your body? I think as the 50-year range representative, I, um, I don't like my body. Mm. I know that the majority of those thoughts aren't my thoughts, but the enemy's thoughts. But as also the single woman at this table, I feel as if one of the things that is always coming to my heart as a dagger is the fact that I'm not loved by a man. That must be why. Because I kind of like myself as a person. But yes. But apparently, that's not attractive to anybody on the face of the earth. <laughs> but, oh, I mean, that feels strong, but I, it's like it's yeah. true. Like how any moment of the day that can pop into my head when I feel lonely, when I feel, especially now with the season that we're in with the virus and all of that, I'm on my own. And so it comes often lately. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really appreciate, too, that you brought up the word dagger. Because this whole conversation takes place under a canopy of a world at war. Yeah. And we have talked much, we have written much about the special hatred that the enemy bears women. And one of the ways that we are assaulted is in regards to our bodies. Yes. So I've been thinking about this, especially since my foot and... Why are we so mean to each other? And is it so much about our physical self? What I concluded, which feels like such an aha moment to me, uh-huh. because I think of like, well, what would be a better body? What, what, is, what do I strive for? And even the people I see as fit and strong have issues with themselves. Yep. And it hit me that from the beginning, like— it all started when we were kicked out of the garden, mm. when Eve was kicked out of the garden. Mm-hmm. Say more. Well, just since then, we have been attacked from our body image. Yeah. Like yeah. the second we felt we had to cover ourselves with fig leaves. Yes. Like it started then. Yeah. He's ruthless. This mm-hmm. enemy is ruthless. Yes. And I'm exhausted the feeling of needing to be other than I am. Yes. I don't know how to think otherwise, yeah. but I am so exhausted. It is exhausting because yeah. it's also kept out of reach. Yes. Yes. If you did more, exercised more, ate less, ate this way. No, no, that's wrong. You need to eat this way. If no, I grew taller. If you grew taller. <laughs> oh, I got a hard one to tell you now. <laughs> but you know what I'm curious about is when this entered in for us, because mm-hmm. I just join you in the answer, my, my struggle, my love-hate relationship with my body, and I'm the 60s representative here. Um, I've had different periods in my life when it was more easy for me to bless my body and and enjoy it. But those moments are short-lived. I can actually remember those periods of time versus the other periods of time where it's more a theme of do better, do better. It's not good enough yet. And I, I know that the women listening understand this, live this. The majority of them do. I work with stunning women, two of whom I am in this mm-hmm. room with right now, but I'm on a women's team and there's 10 of us. And honestly, they're knockouts. Mm-hmm. But 
at different times, every single one of them has shared tears, pain, angst, heartbreak over their physical bodies. And this is where we're going to just talk about it because we want to get Jesus in here. We need, we need the eyes of heaven here because the world is not our friend. So I am curious, like as a child, Sue, how how'd you feel about, were you even aware of your body as a child? Well, you know, like young, I remember I felt really good and like I, it just wasn't a thought even. Yeah. But I, I remember when it crept in for me was, gosh, I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, a person named Fred. Yeah, that's not a relative. Um, when I started to develop. Yes. I was teased uh, in front yeah. of people mm-hmm. because my breasts were yes. growing. And that was the beginning mm. of, like, not liking what was natural. Yes. Like what was supposed to happen. And mm. and it felt shaming. hmm And so it wasn't done, well, you know. Okay, it was a sibling. But, you know, <laughs> siblings aren't always nice to each other. And no. I'm sure I wasn't nice to that sibling well, either. especially at that age. And yeah. remembering this is under a canopy of there's an assault going against yes, your heart. exactly. So to curse your femininity, to mm-hmm. make fun of it. For me, the first— um, Remember those training bras or stretchy bras? Oh, yeah. And I got my first one and um, trying it on. And my sister dragged me, pulled me physically, wrestling me into the hallway where my father was ready to take a picture. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he did. And it was mortifying. Yeah. Yeah. It was mortifying. And they said, you're going to laugh about this later. Oh, goodness. I never have laughed about that. No. It was, it was shaming and it was an intrusion into something that should be protected and shielded. And honored and respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you as a child, Stace? Um, a few pivotal moments. I think most of my child, as many of us, are just kind of oblivious. But I remember being sent to my grandma's for a few weeks in the summer. And I did sit on the couch and watch cartoons and eat Fruit Loops probably for the full two weeks. But I came home and I remember overhearing my dad say, she's so fat. Mm. Came back so fat. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and what did that do? Well, I think it just started an awareness of her. And then I remember, yeah, I think it was around middle school. I was in dance mm-hmm. and my friend was like, oh my gosh, that little pooch in my stomach, when that starts showing up, I just do sit-ups and don't eat. And, and I just remember feeling a little bit like, oh, Like, I guess it needs to start mattering. Do I need to do that too? So those are a couple moments that have really stuck with me as a huge shift from just being to, oh, it's not good enough. Oh, man. I'm just imagining you at that age, both of you, Mm -hmm. or even me as that little Mm -hmm. girl, and just going, I'm so sorry, honey. Yeah. Yeah. No, it shouldn't have been like that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know— I think I, no, I was 14, 5'8", 150 pounds, um, well within good, when my parents were so concerned about my weight that they sent me to a nutritionist who I had to meet with every week and be weighed. And you're saying like, did you do that too? Yes. I was sent to a dietitian. Crazy. And they, they say that when you get put on a diet, like, you're just, you're getting set up for failure for, like, it's mm. a bad thing. Yeah. I was put on Weight Watchers in the second grade. 
Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, Stacy. Yeah, so these things, they, they enter in and this rejection yeah. and this feeling mm-hmm. like I'm not enough, I'm too much, I'm broken, I need to fix this, I got to hide this. I got to comfort this. Then, that, mm-hmm. you know, it starts the whole spiral again. It's like full circle, like. It does. It does. And that's just one area. Right. You know, and it is kind of the area. But we have other areas. I love that you said that you love your feet, Stacey, because I have learned that a lot of women don't love their feet. There's a lot of women out. For me, it's the arms. Do you guys have a particular, like, where it's a challenge? My boobs. There you go. And you are not alone in that, so much so that we're going to go into that (laughs) more specifically. Um, why this was so on my heart to bring up and to share and to talk with you about was because I just had the joy of being with my daughter-in-law who had um, just given birth the day before to their first son. And we were laying on the bed next to each other, and um, my son had their son. So it was just the two of us. And she lifted up her, her nightgown. It's the day after you've given birth. So you still look, you know, you're nine months pregnant. And she began to bless her body out loud. She was touching her body and saying, I bless you, stretch marks. That is beautiful. Isn't it? Wow. I bless you, my organs, as you shift back into space. All of it, you know, blessing the sides, blessing my belly, blessing blessing my breasts, blessing my stretch marks. Mm. And then also saying that... These stretch marks, are they're, they're more than a badge of honor. The changes that our bodies go through, particularly as we age, they become a stigmata. They become the way that we bear the scars of living, of loving, of engaging, mm-hmm. of being present. You know, you've got broken bones and scars and wrinkles and gray hair and a lot more. And it's a sign of your fighting for life and engaging and the stigmata is what some people would have, the saints, and they would bleed where Jesus received the nails. And it's where you bear Christ, particularly. Mm. So to hear her do that just set me on the course of, I used to have a season where I was blessing my body on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And to like, oh, I got I to gotta do that again, because if I don't actively bless my body, I slip into cursing it. Right. It's so beautiful, like that picture of of her doing that. Like, it feels foreign. Yes. But as you are describing it, I, w- I wish I could come up with better words, but like it, it's a longing. Like, I, I'm like, oh, right. But it's such a foreign thing to do. It is, but, but we tasted it. You can see yeah. it and you go, oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, what were your tears it, about it, yeah. that started this? Your words season? just brought me to tears. It's the beauty of honoring our life mm-hmm. lived mm-hmm. and our life loving others and yes and how the world has come and if that's a portion of how we bear Jesus yes yes like I'm like what like, yeah. all right have at it then yeah right? yeah it, it changes it but that the cursing is the first instinct yeah versus body look what you have walked through. Yes, yes. It tur- and Jesus you. turns things on their head. Yeah. And we are so grateful. So his invitation is for this to be turned on its head. Yes. Because right now, the ideal body that's held up is, um, it's actually very masculine. 
Mm-hmm. And there's how much body fat do you have? You know, like, you know, percentage and weighing it and this and that. And you look at the the models mm-hmm. and they're probably at zero, you know, because the feminine, again, being assaulted. Women have more body fat than men. That's, mm-hmm. that's how we're created. It's part of part of the goodness of the way we are. And curves are sensual. And large breasts are wonderful. I I love that. Well, breasts are wonderful, not just large, but <laughs> <laughs> all breasts are wonderful. This is why I said you want to maybe see who's all listening to this. But but it reminded me of um, God's first name, the name that He reveals Himself first to in the in the scriptures to a human being is to Abram when He's like, "Who are you?" And he doesn't say Yahweh. He doesn't say I'm the great I am. He says I am El Shaddai. And El Shaddai is really the one that nourishes, that satisfies fully. Shaddai actually means breasts. So in the scriptures, God is seen as the infinite mother pouring forth blessings from the breasts above and the womb below, from the heavens that pour forth nourishing rain and the ocean deeps that birth new life. Shaddai is used as a picture of the perfect love, the sweetness, and the satisfaction that exists between the Lord and the children of God, between a a nursing mother and her infant. It really refers to the abundant blessings of God. And just to go, wait, that's one of God's first names. Is there there some honor there? Hmm. Because when we talk about our bodies— and things we like and that we don't like, usually high on the list comes our breast. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was in a small group, and we were talking about our sexuality and our stories of maturing, and every woman touched on a story on their breasts, like mm. Sue, you just shared, mm. how hard it was, and mm. Stacy, you're—it's just hard. Right. It's and, a very sensitive subject for women. Mm-hmm. But it's so crucial to who we are. Yes. I mean, as women. Okay, Stacey, I'm going to come along the side and ask you if you can share a little bit of your journey you have in the past. Yes. Would you mind? No, not at all. Okay, great. So um, I am a two-time breast cancer survivor, and the first round I had a mastectomy, and there was the big choice of what do I do because the world is my oyster. Mm. And part of me was like, I'm so done with boobs and bras and, you know, just I don't need reconstruction. And then I looked at pictures of what that would do and honor the choice of women who do that and realized it was not for me. Like, it was actually a huge piece of my femininity. Unfortunately, it came back four years ago and I had to have radiation Mm. and my Perfectly fake breasts are now really imperfect because radiation really messed them up. Mm. So they're fake, and it's it's still such a huge issue for me now. Mm. Wow. And they're even manufa- <laughs> they're manufactured. Have I said that? <laughs> like, so even like perfection mm-hmm. is still so difficult. And the scars and— It's the assault. It's the assault. Yeah. Thank you, Sue. Such an assault. And here's where I just feel the invitation of God and where I know that you have been battling this. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Like you haven't just rolled over and played dead here. Like, okay, just roll me over with a steamroller and I'm going to stay flat on the ground for the rest of my life. Like that's not who you are because you know Jesus. And so you've been pressing in. Yes. How would you pray? Goodness. Well, I I will be honest. I I mean, it goes beyond my breasts. I had to have a hysterectomy. And estrogen is really crucial to women. Yes. (laughs) And suddenly my skin is super saggy. And Mm. it goes back to my fall a few days ago. I suddenly feel so weak. And it is so hard to bless my body. And I I wanted so much in that moment, knowing I was going to be on this podcast, to be able to be honest with the listeners and give a story of how I blessed my body. But to be honest, on Saturday night, I was sobbing Aww. from all the failure that was I was speaking to myself about and my body's betrayal. And I, I actually cried out to God saying, I need from you a word of blessing. Mm. I need just one word of blessing because I can't. Yeah. And he, he told me, you are enough. You are enough, Stacy, just as you are. So the prayers, as I move into it, I am exhausted with hating my mm-hmm. how I look, exhausted with that fight. Mm-hmm. And I do want to start asking God to just show me what it is to just love myself for me. Yes. That is the prayer I want. Yes. I just, this is who I am. And can I walk into your blessing of enough? Mm. I can't even wait till the end to just say to you, Stacey, to you, Sue, to our listeners, I bless you. I bless your beautiful body. I bless the way you are uniquely crafted. Mm-hmm. I bless you in your fight for life and what that has cost you. I bless your scars. Mm-hmm. They are battle scars born after pursuing Jesus. This is what I really want for us, is that we are able to look at the marks on our body, the scars, the sagging skin, the the (laughs) loss of some hormones, the wrinkles that, you know, they're like appearing new ones (laughs) every morning. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, can we talk about Zoom calls? Oh, Zoom calls. (laughs) Like, come on. Oh, not flattering. (laughs) I didn't know. I only experienced me from the inside out. Yeah. I didn't know what you all were having to put up with. Oh, so yeah. No. no, they are. No. I mean, but I did. I've been on them and, and been with friends, and yes. they go, I never oh. really thought about plastic surgery till oh. my 500th, you know, yeah. Zoom call. Right. Like, no, it's yeah. not true. Funny, not no. funny. It's funny, not funny. Yeah. Right. But instead, instead, looking at what we have borne mm-hmm. and bear as testimonies of the faithfulness of God. Of our lives lived, they say in the scriptures that gray hair is a crown of glory. I mean, really, Jesus really turns this whole thing on his head. What he says is beautiful. He looks at the inward being. And yes, we bear the image of a beautiful God, and and you're stunning. But to, to have Jesus come in to give us his eyes, I don't know about you, but I used to, every single time I passed a mirror, I would say to myself, or I would hear from outside of myself, you're so ugly, or I hate you, Mm -hmm. Mm. like on a regular basis. Mm. And that is such cursing and death, and that you can feel the sulfuric breath of Mm -hmm. hell in that. And so I prayed over that. I prayed over my mirrors, Mm. consecrating them to the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and to the eyes of my king. 
And then I took a step to begin actively saying, I love you. Mm. I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's actually been a huge, it's particularly praying off the spiritual warfare aspect of it, that has been huge. I had a counselor one time suggest to me to stand in front of a mirror fully naked and not look away, but to start from the top of my head and, you know, everything, saying something about it that I liked. <gasps> So good. It, it was horrific and so good because I think perhaps generationally we're not necessarily blessed, you know, with mothers teaching us how to bless our bodies. Like right. M's children are going to have, you right, know, yeah, such know. a good example. That's my daughter-in-law. Yes. Um, of how to be thankful for their bodies yes. and, and how they work and don't work and all of that. But I'm imagining my mom who's currently 87 years old and and has always despised her looks. Mm. And I think she's a beautiful woman. Mm. And yet I can see how that cursing gets passed down even. It, it does. But to stand before Amir and be defiant about it because it's not true the things that you hear your mirror say back to you. Right. You know, and— and so it's an act of defiance. Haven't done it for a while. Maybe maybe we all should go do that. Well, I think we're doing it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need God's voice to be the loudest voice in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Well said. We do. So what is beautiful to you? What is beautiful to you? And it doesn't need to be, you know, about—it can be about the feminine body or just what is beautiful to you? I can say that. I feel most beautiful when I can be fully myself, mm-hmm. loving myself and embracing the imperfections. Mm. Just trying on your words um, from earlier of what we have walked through and the battles we have walked through, when I can own that and then I can thank my body. Yes. And I do feel beautiful. Even just saying it just then, I feel beautiful in this moment. Mm. Thank you, body. I like that, Stacy. When I feel true... Mm-hmm. And I feel that somebody sees my trueness. Yes. Sees me, um, what is me. Yes. And like enjoys it. Mm. And when I can do that for myself too, that's like what you were saying. But it's a good question. Like the sky is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're beautiful. Well, and it's hard because my initial thought is like, just look at a size zero model. Like it's so ingrained in me. Stop it. That's really ingrained. And the whole fact that that's out of reach for more than 99% of women in the world. Mm -hmm. So another thing, what is beautiful is when you see somebody at rest within themselves, you know, not striving, not— That's so inviting, isn't it? It's very inviting, yeah. When you're with somebody who is blessing themselves, blessing the body that God gave them and not in that place of striving or cursing or— I mean, I don't even like conversations about diets. I just like, can we not go there again? Mm-hmm. Just, But when you're with somebody who is, they're about larger things. Yeah. Because it's pretty much a small story. So true. <laughs> you can just be kind to themselves. Yeah. And yes, you want to be responsible. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we want to care for ourselves. Yes, we want to stay active and we want our mental health to be good and all of that. But in blessing, not in demanding, not as a slave master. I think for me, when I feel beautiful, 
is when I'm really not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And when I've been in times of worship where I've really, my heart is opened up and is gazing on the beauty of God and who He is and and then His love for me, mm-hmm. which is vast and not based on what size I currently am or what I weigh or what my arms look like or how much gray or you know, you really should have worn sunscreen earlier. You know, <laughs> man, you missed that boat. Yeah. Just, just all of that. Like, but to really rest in his love, mm-hmm. I just feel shackles come off like crazy. Then I'm yay. So that's what we want to do. We want the shackles to come off. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to bless the bodies that Jesus has given us. And yeah. we want his eyes and his truth. Mm-hmm. To put on the armor of God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we're called to do. In Galatians 3.27, we're clothed with God. Mm, yes. That's what he wants. Yeah. He wants our hearts. Yes. The most important thing mm-hmm. about us. Yeah. In unity with him. Yeah. And to come into agreement with what he says about us. Because, Sue, what you so vulnerably said at the beginning of being taunted and mocked you know, feeling, you know, I've, I've not been chosen. I'm not in a relationship with a man right now because it must be because of my appearance, mm-hmm. which is crazy and nuts, but something that is very real mm-hmm. and, and assaulting you. And so wanting so much for Jesus to come underneath that. And um, this is a great mystery that we don't understand, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not because of, of your appearance or your heart or the, the woman that you are. So um, we're bringing it in for a landing. This is something we've talked about already, but what is God calling you to embrace about yourselves? Even in this moment, in this conversation, is there something that struck you? I think there's so much truth to his voice being the loudest in the room. Mm. Embracing his words over me. I remember my son a few months ago, I was having a little self-pity party and he just somewhat yelled at me, mom, if you're not going to believe what we believe about you, then you need to believe what God believes about you. And it was just so beautiful. And it's true. I want to live in that I am enough. And I am wanting to stop striving to reach this, I don't even know what perfection would be like. And I'm I'm tired of chasing it. Yes. Because after 45 years I haven't reached it. Mm-hmm. So I, I do trust that God has me where he wants me. And to bless my body with the scars and focus on my heart and um how I can offer from there. Yes. Out of my true self, out of God's truth over me. So what about you? Like I feel that what he's calling me to is quit shaming yourself. Mm-hmm. Quit like buying into the lies of the enemy. Quit it. And even like hearing myself say, just quit it, like feels mean, like because I'm not being kind to myself about mm-hmm. it. But there is this internal thing that I would love to have God shut down because. It's not from him because it's always condemning. It's always, it's never kind. So he's asking me to embrace being kind to myself and being, and just enjoying myself. One of the things I I just, I love to ride my bike and um, 
my bike has been in exile for a year and I just got it back. And having not ridden it for a whole year, I'm like, you know what? I need to kind of just warm up. And there's a big parking lot near my house. And I just went and I rode laps and laps and laps. And it was kind of, it's a flattish area. And it was like, that was freeing. It like got me out of the clamoring in my head, in my heart, of the things that want to say I don't have what it takes or I can't do it, all of the negative messages. But in that moment of just being free, of doing the thing I loved, and it took my body to do it. And it's good. Yes. It's good. So, yes. Accepting invitations. Yeah. Asking you to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. Be kind and... and Mercy. Mercy. Oh, that's it. Mercy's Mercy. good and yes. grateful. Like grateful for mm-hmm. what we can do. Last year, I was just um, getting up from bed on my way to the restroom when I felt God interrupt my thought processes and had me like tune in. What are you What are you saying to yourself right now? And um, I was cursing my body. I was mm-hmm. holding my stomach and I was cursing it. And he's like, what are you naming that? Mm. And I, I said, well, I'm naming it shame. I'm naming it disappointment. I'm naming it failure. And I'm, I do it so regularly, I wasn't aware that I do it until he was calling my attention to it. And so I felt his invitation to say, well, what do you name it? He said, I name it mercy. Mm-hmm. And, and it really is the mercy and the kindness. And I felt in that his, his understanding and his compassion. He knows why there's the extra weight. He knows what's underneath that. Mm-hmm. He knows what this body has borne and changed with age and three children and and the honor of that. And so where I'd love just to land is just the blessing of mercy and kindness over our listeners And, um, and the invitation from God to become aware of what you're naming yourself and try on what Sue said, like, Blessing your body head down. So Jesus, together as a company of women who love you and are on this journey with you and with each other, we pray for one another and for every listener right now that they would receive your mercy, your kindness, your compassion over them. Jesus, I pray that they that we would all see ourselves the way you do. I pray for your eyes, for your words. Jesus, we repent of cursing our bodies. Mm-hmm. We repent of it, but it's, it's hard to stop doing. And so we ask for an infusion of your strength and your spirit to shift the way we name things, what we call ourselves, what we consider we need to attain in order to be worthy. Jesus, we... We receive your words over our life. You say you are beautiful. You say you are enough. You say I do not reject you. You say I am with you. I am for you. And you are my beloved. We receive it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.